It's a great time to get a great deal on a new car when you get approved for an auto loan from PenFed. Our powered by True Car rates are as low as 1.39% APR on new vehicles. Finance for a longer term to lower your monthly bill. Plus, take up to 60 days to schedule your first payment. Join PenFed and together we'll keep you moving forward. Anyone can apply. Visit PenFed.org auto or call 1-800-247-5626. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. If you've ever wondered how we started our podcast and how we record our podcast, the answer is so, so simple. Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, tablet, or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your podcast. 
You can make money from your podcast no matter if you have one listener or a thousand listeners. Downloads, everything. I mean, it's so simple. If you're creating something, get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. Welcome to the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast. I am Levi, at Levi Diesel on Twitter, one half of the best podcast in the world. In the world. And I'm Tommy, at Mr. Tommy Walter on Twitter. Yeah, baby. I was thinking last night watching all these matches. I was like, you know, if Levi doesn't do it at some point, I'm going to have to pull it up and do it. Yeah. Because <laughs> that, I mean, that makes the show right there. Yeah, man. That That's, that's a good God. show. <laughs> the song and the music was so cool. Bum bum Like Beavis and Butthead right now. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tam. Yeah, you gotta love that. What a legendary theme song. And uh, you know, if you couldn't tell already and if you didn't look at the title when you started listening to this, we're here today to do a wrestler spotlight. On the man they call Vader. Big uh, Van Vader. Yeah, an untimely passing a few days ago. I think it was uh, June 18th. Um, now, he was given two years to live just a, uh, two years ago, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So it, I was, think it, was... it was two years ago solid, but it just sucks because it seemed like everything was kind of going in the right direction for him. Yeah. After his heart surgery and all that, and then... Uh... You know, pneumonia and everything, kind of. Anytime you have a major surgery like that, it seems like when you get pneumonia, it's pretty much done. Yeah, it's always, it's... Any kind I mean, of my, infection. My grandma passed with a, I mean, she was like 88, but she, uh, pneumonia was like the last stop for her, too. So I think it's... Yeah. I think that usually contributes to something, you know, especially if you already got, like, congestive heart failure or whatever, but... um. Yeah, I'm not a doctor, but I'm just saying. I think that's, you know. But you, you play one it. on TV. I do play one on TV in Days of Our Lives, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in Days of Our Lives. Oh, my gosh. Uh, is, there any, is there any dirt we need to get, uh, get uh, off real quick? Not really. I think, I mean, I think we're uh, just talking Vader, man. Yeah, I kind of wanted to, like, you know, I mean, other than our ads, of course. But as far as, like, other wrestling news, I kind of just wanted to focus on this because, this is a big one, especially for me. You know, I I grew up, you know, obviously a huge wrestling fan, and Vader was, like, right there, like, pretty much my entire childhood, whether it yeah. be WCW or later on WWF. But, I mean, I, I remember vividly watching him, you know, come out, you know, the red mask and everything, and it was just something that he, he – and just his size, you know, that's something you – would never forget as a He's kid. He's a especially. monster, man. Yeah. Um, or was it six five, four hundred and fifty pounds? Yeah. At, I mean, that's a peak. big dude. Yeah, yeah, that's a big dude. And you know, I didn't, I, I didn't give a lot of time to his Japan matches until recently. Dude, when we, oh my god! I mean, I, I mean, those are we'll awesome. get to them like because I kind of have everything like in order almost, but yeah. Um, like, I. I had a couple oh. of my favorite Vader matches written down, so, you know, I'll kind of mention that later on, and I'm sure some of them are pretty obvious, but, yeah. I mean, he, Vader had been everywhere. I mean, he, I think all the big wrestling federations wanted a piece of Vader because he was just, he was just hot at the time, man, and yeah. huge. Well, I mean, he, you know, he started off in AWA. Yep. And then, you know, he went, he was originally supposed to be with All Japan and Giant Baba trade away his contract to New Japan. Um, and then obviously WCW and then WWF. And then he ended up going back to All Japan after he left WWF. So and those are some good matches. Yeah. Especially the, for a guy. The later like, ones. Yeah. Like mid, mid forties, that big. And he's putting on like, 
I have one listed as one of my favorites on there. I didn't, I mean, I didn't really know about it until recently, but oh my God, like no matter, no matter what his age, it showed Vader could go, man. And well, yeah, amazing just well, for as big as he was. What was it? Two years ago when he, uh, had a match with Willow spray. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, they started off on the Twitter beef and then it ended up turning into a match. Yeah. And I mean, that was, you know. Can you hear the mowers outside of my house? No, you're good, man. Okay. I've got construction crew down by mine, so. Because they're, they're mowers. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you're good. Um, but, yeah, so it, it sucks, man. I, I Like, with Bruno, it sucked. But, you know, I mean, I, I was already, you know, Bruno was already pretty much done wrestling when I was born. So this one, yeah, this but- one, this one hits a little harder. For me personally, yeah, because and especially because like I w- I didn't grow up watching Bruno. I grew up watching Vader. You know, I've seen mm-hmm. Vader through the years. So yeah. I mean, for a short stint, because I didn't. I mean, I obviously wasn't watching Japan wrestling when I was like six years old because right. I didn't know how great it was, or I would have, or I wasn't into it like that. But well, and it, and it was just a matter of fact that we couldn't really necessarily get it on American television either. Right, and there wasn't YouTube either. Right back then, so um. um what was I? There was something I was about to mention. Oh, uh, I did see online on I, last night. It said uh, I forgot what source it was. Maybe it was Wrestling Observer Newsletter uh, that Vince is close to giving the green light for Vader in the Hall of Fame next year. Yeah, I saw that too. Uh, I don't remember if it was yesterday, or the day before I saw it, but um, I think it it really sucks because he was trying to get in. The Before last couple he, of years. Yeah. And, I mean, he shouldn't have even had to, like, you know, carry Ask. the flag for himself, man. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it is is that, uh, you know, with him not being the star he should have been in the WWF, and I'll get to that later, but I think Vince doesn't realize how great he really was. Right, because it's probably, you know, he wasn't chiseled out stone and oiled up right you know, he was just a beast even though i think vince likes his his beast oh yeah, yeah yeah his mastodons if yeah you, will. <laughs> <laughs> you like that i did as i, I take a too. sip of my coffee I can listen to that all. I'm going to have to listen to it all day now. I'm going to listen to it on repeat on my way to work. There you go. It's time. But anyways, uh, yeah, it is time. It is time. It is Vader time. So Hey, before uh, it's Vader time, why don't we tell them about Pro Wrestling Tees? Yeah, that's right. It's plug time. It's ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Heels and Quads is your one-stop shop for Heels and Quads wrestling podcast merchandise. There are five t-shirt designs available. Please... Go to your nearest laptop, smartphone, or tablet, or even your TV, and type in ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Heels on Quads and put your cart full of our shirts, because that helps support the show. And we'd like to move some merch, and you know you'd like to have some fancy new shirts to wear. They are comfy, and you can get them in all different shapes and sizes. And when I say shapes and sizes, I mean long sleeve, t-shirt, short sleeve, uh, and tank top, and youth sizes, they're all there. So... ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Heels and Quads is your one-stop shop for Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast merchandise. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't say that on here. My bad. It's all right. You can say Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, that's my... Yeah. Speaking of Jesus, I was watching South Park last night, and that show is just ridiculous. <laughs> uh... Anyways, we're here to talk about Vader, not South Park. Sorry, yeah. I got off topic. Uh, we do that. Yeah, and uh, if you're if you're fishing around online and you feel like ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Heels and Quads isn't enough, you can go to CollarAndElbowBrand.com, Al Snow's merch website with tons of sweet merch like Hulk Hogan's Ichiban shirt and Luke Gallo's Good Brothers Dojo shirt and many others, even including a new Job Squad shirt that is really awesome. That's CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Do the same thing, load up your cart, buy all you want, but make sure you use coupon code HEELS AND QUADS in all caps at checkout to save 10% on your order. And you can do a similar thing at Zubas.com. That's right, Z-U-B-A-Z, old school merch. And you know what? 
this is this is some Vader era merch right here. So there you this go. Kind of pertains to this episode. That's z u b a z zubas dot com, and do the same thing. Load up your cart, buy all that sweet old school merch and new school merch, and uh, use coupon code Heels and Quads in all caps at checkout, and that saves you fifteen percent on your order. You know, I'm gonna go through the internet today when I post this, and I'm gonna find a picture of Vader and in a pair of Zubas in a Ribera Steakhouse jacket. Yeah, because I know nice. it's out there. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Anyways, one more time, Heroes Hideout is a true hideout for people looking for everything WWE, from retro collectibles, Mattel action figures to the new elites. They have it. They have the hottest meet and greets of yesterday's legends to the newest rising stars of today. Obviously, I talk about it every episode now, from now until then. But you can meet the Young Bucks, Marty, and Hangman Page the weekend before All In and StarCast, Sunday, August 26th at Heroes Hideout. Get your tickets today at HeroesHideoutNY.com. But not just the meet and greets. Get all of your Mattel action figures, your WWE action figures, your pop vinyls, all that stuff at HeroesHideoutNY.com. Use coupon code QUADS, one word QUADS, and save 10% off your order. Oh my, listen to all those plugs. All right. Well, okay. I think I think it is in fact time. So, uh, oh, it's time. <laughs> uh, yes, it is. Invaded. <laughs> I love I love your slide noise. <laughs> it's like a bomb it's like, about to go off. It's like the beginning of running with the devil. That's what it always uh, reminded me of. Yeah. What yeah. his song always reminded me of, like it's kind of Van Halen y, <laughs> but it's got a little more crunch to it. Yep. All right. Well Alright, let's get let's get to it. So uh like I said earlier, uh Mr. Big Van Vader uh originally went by I think he started as Leon White, right? He just went by his name. Well, that I mean, that's you know, obviously he played football. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He um, played football. Yeah, I wanted to just kind of touch on that. Touch he it. Pl- he <laughs> touch it. He played guard, tackle, and center for the Colorado Buffaloes in college. Uh-huh. Um, he was recruited by forty to fifty other schools and decided to go with Colorado. Um, and he was drafted in the third round, eighty eighth overall, by the L.A. Rams. And three weeks before he was drafted, he tore his uh, patelli tendon. And he still got drafted, though. Uh, also, he played in Super Bowl Twenty Four with the Rams against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, and then he started in the AWA as Baby Bull. Baby Bull, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And then they changed it to Bull Power because it sounded stronger. Baby Bull kind of sounded like, you know, a baby. He, that's... Uh... You know, starting with the AWA and just moving forward, it, it happened all the time. But him and Stan Hansen, yeah, they just beat the hell out of each other yeah. in their matches. Great matches. Uh, Stan Hansen, I think, still to this day, even though he is in the WWE Hall of Fame, is one of the most overlooked uh, wrestlers of the 80s. Oh, um, yeah. He had a lot of great matches with Hogan. I mean, you name it, he wrestled them, and he was a huge, huge star in Japan. Like, I mean, I'm talking, like, Anoki status. Yeah, yeah, like, he was a big deal. Um, And I always thought he was cool because, I, I, you know, the bull rope and the hat and the freaking badass 80s mustache. And he still, he looks the exact same yeah. as the he, 80s, but he, he just has white hair now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but, I mean, he's aged really well. Really well, man. Um, I think he, he definitely took care of himself, but, yeah. Anyways, but, I mean, also, in between AWA, he went to Germany and worked as a heel against Otto Vance, which was a big deal back, you know, back in the day. Vance. Um, Otto Vance. Catch, catch wrestling. I never, I never had heard of that. Yeah, um... There's a. I'll send you a link. There's a really cool video on catch wrestling that you okay. need to you need to see it. But I'll yeah. I'll I'll send you the link. Um, I mean, I'd never heard of that until the Vader episode. Yeah, um, but he worked Bruiser Brody and Stan Hansen, like you said, a lot um, during the his early career. Which I mean, Bruiser Brody and Stan Hansen like it doesn't get much better than that, especially no. you know back back then. Um, and then, like I said, Giant Baba traded his contract. 
then he becomes Big Van Vader in New Japan. And his first match, he challenged Antonio Inoki after Inoki had already wrestled the match and beat him in two minutes. Yeah, that was a quick one. I watched that. <laughs> and it was like, are you kidding me? Like, he hasn't been beaten in how long? And you're going to – but, I mean, that's that's the way it went, you know? Have this yeah. big monster heel come in and shut it down. But I, it, I, I enjoyed him ta- – I'm sorry to cut you no, off. No, no, I think, and you, you heard it too, but I enjoyed him talking about the Japanese mafia – yeah, yeah, about, yeah. You know, like they wanted him to serve him drinks at that table. Yeah. And he was like, you just do it, man. Like, you don't <laughs> question it, you know. Yep. That was really interesting. And, and obviously we're talking about, if you guys don't know, there's a, a shoot interview on YouTube, uh, Hannibal TV. What is it? Northeast Wrestling? Yeah. No, uh, great, great North Wrestling. Great North Wrestling. Sorry. Plug to both of them, though. Whatever. They're both good good companies. Um. But yeah, sorry, I mean, Derek. I'm vaping, def- man. Definitely watch that one. Uh, it's it's about it's almost what two and a half hours. It's, yeah, it's like two and a half. Um, but it but it's a great shoot interview, and he just seems so nice and yeah, humble. He, and, he is, man. It, what is it about these the big guys that we just like? He's a monster in the ring, and he's a nice guy outside. And speaking of humble big guys, congratulations to uh, show alum Dave Mastiff for being in the UK tournament. That was awesome. Yeah. And uh, the the second match aired last night. Obviously, he mm-hmm. was not victorious. But I think with the new NXT UK brand, I think old Dave Mastiff is going to be a fixture on there. I think he is absolutely. Um, and also, he's got a new uh, he's got some new stuff coming out with Suplex merch. Um, which I mean, he's part of that company. But anyways, yeah, enough, enough about him. Shout out to Dave Mastiff though. It's time. It's time. It's Vader time. Um, the match with Anoki, though the quick little two minute, two minute uh, unscheduled match, I should say, caused a riot and uh, caused New Japan to be banned from Sumo Hall for two years. Wow. Yeah, and the ban would be lifted, obviously, in February 1989. Um, they rioted because he lost. They yeah, they rioted because Anoki lost. Oh, okay. Because he was, I mean, he, like, I don't know if you heard that part watching that, but, you know, Anoki has, like, emperor status over there. Yeah, he he's, like, a Jap- Japan, like, legend. Like, yeah. Like, folklore type stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's the, that's the stories that, like, grandparents yeah. tell their kids over there. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't ease it out, could you? What? <laughs> Your little pootski. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, my, my bad it's it alright dude it's it's morning we've had coffee it's a whole it's thing it's money man it's money um, so then he wins an 8 man <laughs> tournament uh, last defeating Hashimoto to become the first non-Japanese wrestler to become IWGP heavyweight champion and that, that right there man is just a huge deal mm-hmm. that he is like and then, I mean, you think about it. He's only been in the business for like three or four years, and they seen, you know, they seen something special on him because, I mean, you know, in Japan too, they're very amused by, you know, like they like mythical creatures, like dragons, for yeah, instance, yeah, yeah, mythical yeah, creatures, and then you get a guy like Vader who's like a real life looks like a monster, real nice right. guy outside a ring. Gets in ring, he's a monster, and it's like, oh my god, we gotta put the belt on this guy. Yeah. Like, so. Gotta put the strap on him. <clears throat> that tiny IWGP title back yeah. then. It was so weird looking. Looks like a junior heavy belt. Yeah. Now, the the one now is incredible. I want it. Yeah, yeah. I want it. I, I will, yeah, I would buy that replica. I don't think they sell them. I don't think they do either, but if, the, the, if, if they ever do, I'd, 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 pay, I'd pay some cash for it. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, he lost the the title a month later to uh, the Russian Suplex. Uh, I, I don't know what his moniker was, but Hashimikov. So, yeah, Sal- Salmon Hashimikov. Yeah, Salmon. Salmon. <laughs> like my mom says, salmon. 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 Yeah. Sal- salmon Hashimikov, which is. I, it's cool because he's Russian, but it sounds like he's, like, Japanese Russian. I should run that as a dinner special tonight. Salmon Hashimikov. They're like, what is that? I'm like, oh, it's teriyaki salmon. <laughs> With a little vodka in it. Yeah. It's vodka teriyaki salmon. 
Um, and then after Hashimikov lost the title to Ricky Choshu, Vader regained. Um, also in November of 1989, he wrestled in Mexico as Big Van Vader for UWA winning their world title. And I have noted here, because obviously Wikipedia and the shoot interview and all that stuff doesn't really have a lot of information on this, but I just wanted to make mention. In 1988 and 1989 in New Japan, Vader had two really, really good matches against Bam Bam Bigelow. Which oh, if, God, I didn't see those. Oh, my God, dude. And it's on New Japan. If you haven't uh, resubscribed yet, I'll give you I'm my gonna, login so you can... I'm going to watch those. Yeah, yeah. Well, you have my login, but... Yeah. um, Dude, it... Not that we... Not that we... No, 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 thing, no, no, but, no, you know, no. It's but, just you know, in case. Yeah, just in case. You know, his doesn't yeah. work for whatever reason, and yeah. mine does. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, Bam Bam <laughs> went, as, went as Crusher Bam Bam Bigelow in New Japan. But, I mean, you want to talk about two freaking massive behemoths going at it. I could watch them, like, not, like, like, uh, clothesline no-sell over and over again. Yeah, no, exactly. But, I mean, and two of the, if not, well, I'm not going to say that. The two most athletic big men ever is Vader and Bam Bam. Like, if anybody has anything to say that denies that. You're wrong, okay? You're wrong. I'm right. (laughs) Because, I mean, I grew up watching both of those guys, and they were both incredible. And those two matches, 88 and 89 for New Japan, were awesome. Um, And then, like you were talking about earlier, possibly one of his most famous matches was against Stan Hansen on the uh, All Japan, New Japan Supercard show. And not only was his nose broken by Hansen's bull rope, uh, but early on, Stan Hansen, Caught like three Vader. minutes in. Yeah, caught Vader in his right eye and popped his eye out of the freaking socket. And, and I if mean you, if you if you're not if you're not subscribed to New Japan World, uh they actually just put this on YouTube, uh New Japan yeah. for free after yeah. he passed. So Um Yeah, and it's I think it said it was available till July first. So hop on that and, and watch that. Not only like <laughs> First of all, the eye thing is just freaky. And then he wrestles the match yeah. with his eye hanging He out. wrestles another 15-plus minutes with his is eye, that, like... Like, bulging to the side. Yeah, his Close. eye pops out. He pushes it back. He took, t- t- took off his mask, pushes his eye back in. And then, like, it was so swollen, like, it was holding his eye into place. Yeah. And, I mean, and- it, it, it almost reminds me of the little baby thing from Total Recall. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And like yeah. how his eyes were so like you could tell he was like animatronic, but like Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, or like Terminator when uh when he takes when he peels his face. What, no, when he pops his eye out in the first one. In the oh mirror. yeah, and he's in the hotel. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's what it reminded me of. And I was like, oh my god. So like shout out to Arnie for a double plug ski there. And not only does this match have some like First of all, it starts out with Stan getting his nose broken, and then two minutes later, Vader's eye pops out. But this is a really good match. Yeah. They beat the hell out yeah. of each other. Close lines from hell, like left and right, and just like just beating the hell out of each other. It, Vader's it awesome. stiff-ass punches. They, I mean, they're potatoing each other when you watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even their working punches, like because I, I can kind of tell the difference between somebody getting potatoed and a working punch, but... I mean, like, even the working punches look like they're just, like, hammer-fisting. But, um... Uh, I lost my train of thought. That eye, man. Yeah, it, that's what it is. <laughs> well, no, I was watching it last night and I, on my phone. I was sitting on the couch, I was watching it. And Amanda, like, kind of peeks over and she's like, is that Vader? Because she knew what episode was today. And I was like, yeah. yeah, and I was like, hey, watch this. And I kept, like, rewinding it and showing her. She's like, okay, stop, that's enough. <laughs> Yeah, I was uh, I was watching a lot of stuff last night, and Mariah kept saying, "Oh, Leon, oh, Leon, <laughs> oh, Leon." I said, "Does he look like Leon?" She's like, "No." <laughs> you should have show- nice- You should have found her the episode of Boy Meets World that he was on. Oh, I didn't Which know su- he was. Surprisingly, I didn't even put that in my notes, but I remember um, when I was a kid. Obviously, uh, when Boy Meets World was on, me and my stepbrother and my sister. Uh, all watched Boy Meets World, and so me and my brother found out that Vader was gonna be on, and he played uh, 
the big bully's dad. But he was Vader. Oh. He he was he was Vader in the show. And okay. uh there was a spot, I guess it was like prom or whatever, and it was Corey and Topanga going to prom and uh Corey skipped out to go to the match and he's got like a Vader mask on and Vader wrestles Jake the Snake. Anyways, just a nice. little segue. Also, at this time, he begins working for WCW. And then, you know, the same time, New Japan and WCW have a working agreement. So that was such a good time. Yeah, it makes his schedule so much easier for, you know, being with both companies. And he, you know, he's the New Japan uh, or the IWGP heavyweight champion at the time. So really Mm -hmm. helps out. Um, Let's see. And then obviously he loses the title. And then he defeats... uh, Fuji, Fujinami, Fujinami, Tatsumi, yeah, Fujinami. You know I'm not good at that. <laughs> um, to win the title for the third time, uh, but his first match in WCW is at Great American Bash 1990 versus Tom Zink, and this is like a two or three minute. Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio keto-friendly dairy snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. That match, it's a squash. But, um goes on and and they use him sporadically they don't use him all the time he's not on the show he's on saturday night he's not on main event he's not on pro uh worldwide whatever else they had at the time but because obviously nitro wasn't around yet but you know because he he'd work a match and then he'd go back to japan and then he'd come back you know a few months down the road work another match go back to japan at russell ward 1991 he went to a double dq with stan hansen um, he was in the Chamber of Horrors match, which I've talked about a couple of times on the show at Halloween uh-huh. Havoc. That's the one with Abdullah the Butcher getting, uh, quote unquote, electrocuted with his bladed head. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Just it just looks like cheese grater meatloaf. It looks like after you take a thing of mozzarella and shred it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, horizontally. Oh, then- yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever accidentally like sliced your finger with like a, a, a razor? Oh, yeah. Okay, that's what it looks like, but really bad. Yeah. Um, like, it just, like, cuts, like, two or three slices of meat off your thumb. Yep. <laughs> um, so, this time, uh, what I think it's March 1992, begins teaming with Bam Bam Bigelow. They win the IWGP tag titles. Um, then he gets injured in a singles match against Great Muda. And ends up having to drop the tag team titles to the Steiner brothers, which they were the WCW tag team champions. So they had both both tag titles. Um, then he starts. Then he that's when he comes back and he's WCW full time. Starts his feud with Sting. Yeah, and he's uh, Harley Harley Race becomes his manager, which is always a cool pairing. I thought because Harley oh, yeah. Race, you want to talk about potatoes? Yeah, <laughs> that dude is. Yeah. I mean. He, he drops I mean, some hammers on you. Man. He's not in the best of health these days, but dude, I th- I still think if you, for whatever reason, got Harley Race, if you went to his school or whatever, and he got in the ring with you, I bet he could still beat the hell out of somebody. Oh yeah. Um, and he's just those that old school tough guy. Like I always hear stories about how he'd be in the back, like smoking a cigarette and drinking a beer before a match, and that to me is like things of things of lore. So um, this this right here where we're at, mm-hmm. I just wanted to say the uh, I don't know how you feel about it, but this is one of my favorite Sting matches and one of my favorite Vader matches. Great Sting American Bash ninety two. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I had this on in like ninety nine. I mean, I was probably five or six, 
five to seven years old, I had this Sting movie, Sting Unmasked, because when WC they used to release oh, the, the WCW, VHS? NWO, yes, yeah, 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 I still have it. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, this match is on uh, that movie. It was the first time I seen it, and I was like, oh my gosh! Like, I I've loved this match since uh, first time I seen it, Sting Invader. It's just, uh, it was just, it was just so good, man. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, like, the greatest match ever, but there was something about the match that I liked so much. And then it sucked that he, uh, Vader won the title, but he had to drop it, like, three weeks later to uh, Ron Simmons because his knee got hurt. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I totally agree, dude. It's, I actually rewatched. this was one of the matches I watched yesterday. Yeah, and I, honestly, when, they, when uh, Sting's package came out, his collection package on the network, this was the first match I watched. Yeah, I don't, and that was a couple months ago or whatever. But then Vader's came on just the other day, and so I rewatched it again last night just because it's, it's just I don't know. It's one of my favorite early WCW matches. Yeah, my internet was kind of spotty last night, so that's what I was trying to watch. Was yours I, and mine both? I saw that Vader's uh, collection came out, and I was like, "Oh man, this would be perfect to watch." Just you know, laying yeah. down or whatever, uh, having a chaw in bed watching that's some exactly. wrestling. Exactly how I did it, man. I um, did some wrestling in bed. Um, but uh, yeah, it wouldn't work. My fiddle. So I just watched it on my phone. But uh, let's yeah. see, Halloween Havoc, nineteen ninety two. Uh, Nikita Koloff's last match. It was said that Vader injured him or retired him, but according to that shoot interview I was talking about earlier, when we used as reference, and we also gave a plug to so. Can't get mad at us for that. Um, But uh, so he said they said he hurt Nikita Koloff, but apparently that's not the case because Vader says that, yeah, he said he was hurt and collected the insurance from it, but he was pretty sure he wasn't hurt. Yeah. Um, Starcade 92 lost to Sting in the King of the Cable match. This was the finals of the King of the Cable. That was for this, you know, whatever trophy or whatever. Another um, another favorite of mine. Yeah, I actually the Sting I did watch that one last night, and they ended up having to uh, they face each other again later on in the night at, in the Battle Bowl match. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, then a uh, couple of days after that, after Starcade, he regained the WCW World Title from Ron Simmons, lost it to Sting, regained it. Um, started the feud with Cactus Jack, which I watched the match from uh, Saturday night, WCW Saturday oh, night. Oh, those are that's a good that's last a good night, match, man. Oh my god! And I found the I found it on YouTube actually, so you can go and watch it. And they have an unedited version from Mick Foley's personal collection. I think it was on one of his videos. I I have that DVD. That's the one. That's which one is yep. that? It's you know? uh, let, let me look real quick. It's okay. on the shelf. Uh, let me find it here. Mick Foley's greatest hits and misses. Okay, okay, that's the one I thought it was. Um, but uh, dude, I mean, because obviously TBS wasn't this... going to show all the blood because it was a recorded match, so they were going to edit out as yeah. much as they could. But it was I mean, slobber knocker, dude, man. they beat the hell out of each other. <laughs> Bad, like and this. This is a, it's a great match. Like, too. went through the barricade like twice. Um, uh-huh. Foley doing that running cannonball off the apron was badass um vader takes his mask off which is always weird to me for some reason because like vader wore this mask but he would always take it off. he would just occasionally take it off just for no reason like it was kind of like it was kind of like when a wrestler takes their straps down yeah yeah that was like when vader takes the mask it's it's like okay i mean freaking business now yeah i'm about to beat your ass um and then he has a short feud with davy boy smith um which, speaking of Davey Boy Smith, I just have to get this out there because I laughed so hard yesterday watching this. But on BTE, B- when Jay Lethal, Bulldog, what happened to your cornrows? <laughs> what, what happened to your braids, man? I used to love yeah, those. Yeah. <laughs> I just had to mention that because I laughed so hard. Because I remember when I texted you that picture, Tommy, with his British Bulldog figure. Yeah. He yeah. said he had to have Brutus the Beef Man. Yep. And, uh,. <laughs> It's the figure with the braids, so that's yeah. It just made me laugh. So I kept like looking at that figure, like I I want it sitting here. I wish I had a Vader figure because or oh, I still do somewhere, but I don't know where it is. But I'd have it sitting and on the desk where I'm sitting. 
It's Vader time. Um, well, of course. What other time is it? Um, in March '94, uh, the match uh, versus Vader and uh, Cactus Jack in Germany, where McFoley so lost his ear. Lost his ear. Uh, yeah. It got caught in the ropes. Like you know how. You know how Andre used to have his arms always tied up in the ropes? Yeah. Well, it was Mick's head, and the tension causes his ear to freaking pop off. That's what's really crazy is that's a that shows you how much pressure is in there whenever you get locked in the ropes. Yeah. Um, or what's possible, at least. But I just wanted to make note of that because it's such a big part of wrestling history. Like, yeah, yeah. Either with Vader or Mick Foley. Um, lost the title to Ric Flair with Ferrer. With Ferrer, with Flair's career on the line at Starcade in a match that was originally supposed to be against Sid, but had to be replaced due to his firing after Arn Anderson stabbed him. Definitely another one of my favorite Vader matches. Um, yeah. Flair and him at Starcade. Th- this was, uh, he had a five star match against Bruiser Brody in New Japan, and Meltzer also gave this one five stars. It was um, really good. And in that shoot interview, um, Vader was talking a lot about this match. Um, and that, you know, he had to, to get the best out of Ric Flair, he had to piss him off. He had to challenge him. (laughs) Dang it. But he was, he said you had to challenge Ric Flair to really get him to, to, to go. Yeah. Like he said, we could go in there and have a two and a half, three star match, but to get five stars out of Ric Flair, you have to challenge him. So he was talking about how, you know, when he'd go down to one knee, he'd wrap his arm around his waist and just feed him his face, like you know, hit me, yeah. and that's what he did. And I mean, yeah, yeah, this is de- that was definitely one of my favorite matches, especially for it to be at Starcade. That's you know basically the WrestleMania of WCW. Yeah. Um, and then at Super Brawl the next year, they have the Thunder Cage match, which is another <clears throat> good match. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, and then he goes on to have <clears throat> Jesus feuds with the Boss. Also known as the Big Boss Man, who mm-hmm. later turns on into the Guardian Angel, which was a weird gimmick. Um, and then they have a, a, a three-way match. It was uh, Vader, Boss Man, and who else was it? Uh, the uh, Angel, Guardian Angel. No, it was well, yeah, the Boss Man. But uh, it was Vader, Guardian Angel, and Sting. That's who it was. Yeah. Um, and then he goes into a feud with Hacksaw, and he, <clears throat> geez, Louise, and he ends up winning the U.S. title from Hacksaw at Starcade. Um, and then he starts his feud with Hogan, which, let's be honest, was Hogan's probably best feud in WCW, other than Ric Flair, of course. Um, yeah. but as far as matches go, um, they both brought that kind of big man New Japan style to WCW. Um, because I mean, like I've mentioned before, Hogan in Japan was a way better wrestler than Hogan in anywhere else. Like he would do yeah, moves well, that you wouldn't see Hogan do in the states, but he knew over there he had to bring it. Yeah, because he wasn't gonna be. He can't go in there and just do big boot leg drop and look good. They're not no. Gonna, they want to see him wrestle. Yeah, and he would. But um, Ichiban. So, Ichiban. Um, so they had a match at Super Brawl. Then uncensored, they had a um, the Four Corners match with the uh, what's it called? When they touched the, the, the strap the match, yeah, the strap match. Oh, there the strap, was. yeah, yeah. Um, and then obviously the cage match at Bash at the Beach, which was one of my personal favorites because I remember running this from Hollywood Video um, as a kid. Like I would. I would always, every time I'd go, almost, it You'd seemed like check that, one out. that was one that I'd want. Because it was Bash the Beach. They were actually on the beach. Um, yeah. Also on that card was Flair and Macho, which was an amazing match. Yeah. Um, or he could team with Hogan and Savage and Sting at War Games. He was fired due to a backstage fight with Paul Orndorff. So they went in, and it was Hogan, Savage, and Sting, and they did a handicap War Games. Uh, let's see. Uh, and then before he goes to the WWF, he has a match for New Japan on their January 4th show. Before it was Wrestle Kingdom, it was called Wrestle World. 
um, and lost to Anoki and I think it was like 13, 15 minutes, something in that ballpark. And then he debuted for WWF later that month at the 1996 Royal Rumble. And thus began his illustrious WWF career. Or disappointing WWF career, in my opinion. You know, it's just, he was, everywhere else he was, he was utilized properly and had awesome matches. And then it was like, it it was like Vince just really wasn't on board with him. He signed him, but wasn't on, wasn't, you know. Not a top guy to him, I guess. And, you know, just real quick, I just have a few WWF notes, like real quick ones, because I wanted to more or less just give my opinion on it. Yeah. Um, And then we'll, like, we can just give our own opinions, and if you want to do your matches or whatever. Yeah. And then we'll we'll get off here. But, okay, so he debuted for WWF at Royal Rumble 96. He joins Camp Cornette and teams with Owen and the Bulldog at WrestleMania 12. Um, obviously, SummerSlam 96, which was probably his best match in WWF. Definitely. Against Sean for the WF title, which I still think he should have won that match, and they could have had a return at Survivor Series or whatever. Uh, feuded with The Undertaker, the final four match I really liked, um, versus Taker, Austin, and Bret Hart. Uh, he said, Go ahead. He, he said they had worked 19 house shows, him and Sean, before SummerSlam. Yeah. Yeah, and you can actually, there's a couple of them on YouTube, the house shows. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, Check which I watched out. one. One of them was like 34 minutes or something. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then he started a little feud with Kane, and then they end up having a mask versus mask match at Over the Edge 98. And this is when he calls himself a big fat piece of shit um, backstage. But this is when he kind of like falls off into like the jobber status where – this was the Vader I didn't want to see as a kid. Yeah. Because I was just bummed because he was losing to everybody. And his last match for WWF was a triple threat versus Mankind and Ken Shamrock. I don't even have that written down. And I'm sad that I know that. But uh, it was at MSG. So, um, and then obviously, you know, later on, he or after this in 99, he goes to All Japan and wins the Triple Crown Championship. And basically, like... That was I, I I hate to say that was his last big moment, but well, as I mean, a as, as a full time wrestler, yeah, I mean he was, it really I mean, was because he was, was forties at this point. Yeah, yeah. his knees were. I mean, for him they to wrestle as long as he did, pounds. yeah, is amazing. Um, but I mean, he 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 always worked out. I mean, like indies and stuff, and I mean, you yeah, know, WWE ran. would. He he went to TNA. He did a couple of things for TNA. He'd yeah. come back for WWE when they wanted him. Um, they, and he, he was in the independent circuit really just throughout the 2000s. Yeah. Up until he pretty much couldn't wrestle anymore. And, I mean, I'd always see him on, on show flyers. Like, yeah. just wherever. I mean, he'd go wherever wanted him. But, yeah. I mean, in my opinion, and this is what I was mainly getting to, in my opinion, I mean, if not the best big man, one of the the best big men, like at least top Absolutely. three. Absolutely, yeah. Um, it's, agility, he, he, size, power. Yeah, um, exactly. All that yeah. and ring awareness. I mean, he wasn't in there like a a blubbering idiot. He knew what he was doing. Yeah, like that match with Stan Hansen when his eye pops out. To have that much ring awareness with basically one eye is insane yeah and he could he would always he could always make his opposition look good you know he had that you don't there's not a lot of matches you see of vaders that the other person looks like crap even i mean unless they're you know if they're getting squashed they're getting squashed right right. you know he everybody looks good in the ring with him and he looks even better yep so but i mean in the wwf he was just misused they they didn't know. Cornette even said that. Yeah, I mean Vince just didn't know what he had. Yeah. Because you know, like we say all the time on the show. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Vince doesn't really watch wrestling outside of WWF. Yeah. So that's a lot of that problem. Yeah, he sh- and he. I thought it was cool when he showed up on uh, Raw One Thousand. Um. That was oh prior to that yeah actually, is when he when he faced Heath Slater yeah he Heath squashed Slater was like Heath Slater sick. and then yeah uh, then he came back for Raw One Thousand when they were all out there 
Yeah, that's right. That's right. But um, yeah, that was cool, man. I remember watching that. Uh, that was like right. Let's see. Me and Amanda had only been together for like seven months, I think. Something like that. And, you know, her being a wrestling fan, I've talked about that too, you know, is one of the reasons why we got along so well. But I was like, oh my God, Vader's going to be on Raw. And she's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and he came we, out and he uh, looked awesome. Yeah, no, he looked great. for Especially for being like 58-ish. And I remember like thinking like, oh my God, Vince, please just sign him to like a six-month deal. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to see him on Raw every week. I remember 2012 is when we started, me and Mariah started seeing each other. And, uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We started seeing each other that year. And uh, I wanted to go to Raw 1000, and we were going to go. Yeah, we were at we were at the house show. It was show. St. Louis. Yeah, we were at the house show the night before that. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. In uh, Springfield. And I was like, man, we should really get, because the guys that were sitting right next to us or right behind us were going to st louis after the show yeah and i remember leaning over to amanda and going you know we should really just go on to st louis yeah. <laughs> but she she was pregnant so she didn't really want to go anywhere else she was ready to go home yeah but yeah that was cool and uh but i mean you know i he, watched it on tv it was like being there <laughs> uh vader did it he inducted stan hansen i think he was a great person to do that oh yeah nobody else 2016 hall of fame yeah yeah because they had just some great. I mean, it's one of the one of the best Vader matches is the eye popping out one. One of his best matches in Japan, and he his eye was he had one eye. That's just crazy. Yeah, it's not. So, yeah, no, I had I had listed a few matches, and we kind of went through them. But, well, go ahead. Uh, Sting, Vader versus Sting at Bash Bash of the Beach '92 or Great American Bash '92. And Starcade '92, him versus Flair at Starcade '93. Uh, of course, his best WWF match is versus Sean at SummerSlam '96. I love that match. Yeah, one of my favorite matches ever. Just uh, to watch. And then yeah, and then while pilfering through, you know, kind of getting prepared for this, uh, I listed him versus Kenta Kobashi in All Japan, uh, in February of 2000. Nice. As one of his, it might not be one of my favorite. I can't say it's my favorite because I just stumbled upon it, you know, but yeah. I think it's one match everybody should watch because it was really good, and they just hard-hitting dudes, man. Uh, a then, little a little homework for the listeners. Yeah, yeah as well as uh, him and Stan Hansen it in, in February of 1990 in New Japan. When the Go watch those match. matches if you haven't seen them, and, you know, comment on one of the, the links here. Yeah, and these, a lot, anything that would be on the network, Vader wise is pretty much on his collection. So yeah. the Sting matches, the Flair matches, and the Sean match are on there. And then uh, obviously and then, you can get the New Japan and All Japan matches on YouTube right now. Yep. So I mean, you know, and during those, during the the one with Kenta Kobashi in All Japan in two thousand, he's a huge dude in his mid forties, and it was an awesome match. So I mean, go watch it. Makes me want to get into more all Japan stuff because I, I, I watch obviously more New Japan and yeah I haven't you know, I haven't watched it's a not ton as big as it was. I haven't watched a ton of all Japan but you know back in the through the eighties and even into the early nineties like when they did the, like the SuperCard shows all Japan was pretty damn close to being as big if not maybe even a little bigger than New Japan at the time yeah. Depending on you know who was in the who was in it at the time, but I mean both both Japanese organizations had had some heavy hitters for sure. And you look at Vader's history and the companies he was with, all the big names. Mm -hmm. So that tells you all the big companies wanted to get Vader on board because he was such a great talent and such a uh, like a spectacle, you know, like yeah. you, when you see him on the card, you're like, Oh my God, I got to go see that. Okay. Vader's so you know what we didn't mention? And I'm kind of mad that we didn't mention this. What's that? The freaking Mastodon helmet thing. Like oh yeah. Shoulder pads. And when he yeah. came out and he'd like <laughs> squeeze his arms together and his shoulders and the freaking smoke would shoot up. Yeah. Dude, that was so cool. <laughs> Pretty sweet. Yeah. That's it. That's all I had to say. I just wanted to say it was cool. 
That I was tried his, to make it WCW debut. He wore that. Yeah, I was right. trying to make it more about the man than than that. The myth but, and the legend. Yeah, the man, the myth, the legend, Vader. Because it is time, dude. All in all, I mean, this was a really fun show. Yeah, because and, and I'm honestly tonight when I get off work, I'm probably gonna watch a couple more Vader matches. Just yeah. some of those on the collection, and uh, maybe even go through some YouTube Japan stuff just because they're entertaining and it's just I'm not just blowing smoke just because he passed away. Like he was, it's, it's something, you know, one of those things you don't realize what you got until it's gone. And obviously, don't know what you got <laughs> till it's gone. obviously he had been gone out of, uh, wrestling with his best matches for a while. So, but, I mean, you know, I can't say I haven't watched some Vader matches even before his passing, just watching some random network stuff or YouTube. And, uh, you know, if you got a spare spare second or a couple minutes or 30 minutes, you should find a match or two of his and watch him because he's uh, definitely underappreciated, especially by the WWF when he was there. Yeah, I think everybody, like, that's a wrestling fan, if they haven't already, should just take a – an hour, maybe even two, and watch a couple of Vader matches and pay tribute to a legend and hopefully a future WWE Hall of Famer. And hopefully it's sooner than later because the longer we wait, the more chance of somebody forgetting is. So Yeah, exactly. And that would be a shame. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. You got anything so, else? No. No, that's it. All right. Rest in peace to Big Van Vader, Leon White. All right, let's hit him with the plugs and take her home. Take her to work. Uh, work. Once again, you can go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Heels and Quads. That's your one-stop shop for Pro Wrestling Tees, Heels and Quads gear. I kind of I kind of yeah. muffed that. Muffed it. Uh, your one-stop shop for Heels Big and Quads Wrestling podcast gear. I'm getting, I'm getting stumbled up here. So make sure you do that. That supports the show. That helps us. That puts, uh, that puts gas in the tank to head to StarCast or uh, – you know, so, but I'm not asking you guys to give us money. You should just also get it because we have awesome merch that yeah. I, I don't see enough I, people wearing. I, I'm not worried about the money part of it so much that I just want you to wear the shirt of the show that you support. Yeah. And raise awareness so other people listen to the show. That's right. The more people that listen to the show <laughs> makes me want to work harder on the show. When I when I get those tweets and those DMs and everything that everybody's like, hey, I love your show, and which is way more often now than it used to be. Yeah, yeah. But now we're getting them all the time. Like, hey, I love the show. I love what you guys are doing. You guys are hilarious. Or you guys are so you know you know your stuff. You your I love your opinions. You think just like I do. That kind of stuff yeah. makes me want to work harder. Yeah, and we appreciate it. So, you know, if you appreciate us and you want to rock some gear, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Heels and Quads is your one-stop shop for Heels and Quads wrestling podcast merchandise. Oh, my God. And not only that, you can also support the show and or rep some really cool merch by going to CollarAndElbowBrand.com and Zubas.com. Both of those websites, if you use the coupon code Heels and Quads in all caps at checkout, Collar and Elbow, you save 10%. Zubas, you save 15%. So make sure you go to those, too. And just get some awesome merch there, because their merch is a lot cooler than ours. But ours is pretty sweet, too. So, And, of course, HeroesHideoutNY.com. If you collect figures, if your kids play with figures like mine do, if uh, whatever, you just you love action figures, you love WWE, you love pop vinyls, you love NECA, you love Ninja Turtles. Whatever you like, they've got it. HeroesHideoutNY.com. Obviously, meet and greets. They've got the Bucks, Marty, and Hangman. The weekend before StarCast and All In, Sunday, August 26th. Also coming up, Terry Runnels, Psycho Sid, Million Dollar Man, Raven. You name it. But you can go to HeroesHideoutNY.com and use coupon code QUADS, one word QUADS, and save 10% off your entire order. There you have it, folks. All right. There you have it. So, once again, obviously, our condolences to the White family and all the friends. To the Vader family. Yeah, and all the friends and fans of Vader because we're fans. And I 
texted Levi and I said, I really want to do a tribute to Vader, but I don't want people to think that we're trying to capitalize on it. That was not I don't the think, case. I don't think anybody's going to think that. Man. I, I, think I don't think we're going to be the only one that's done this. Well, it's I, it's I more know, of a memoir. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it was just like a, it was a thought I had. I was like, man, because, you know, yeah. I like stress about stuff when it comes to the show. I'm like, ah. Oh. But I just, I just wanted to get that out there. We are fans of his, obviously. We wouldn't have worked this hard on this show had we not been fans. So I don't want anybody out there to think that we were trying to capitalize off his demise. But I wanted to get it out there while it was still fresh and not wait too long. And people be like, well, that's a random episode. Because a lot of people don't realize how big he was because they only saw him really in WWF. Yeah, it's more of an episode of us to open everybody's eyes and be like, wow, okay, this is, I should definitely go back and pay some tribute by watching a lot of Vader matches, you know, and, and just remembering him for being the big badass that he was, but the kind-hearted guy outside of the ring, yep. at least what it seemed. I don't hear any bad stories about Vader. No, nope. Usually you hear people shoot on the guys that were asses, but you don't hear anything bad about Vader, man. He just, he showed up for work, did his thing, and looked good, and... Went home, did it again the next day. Yeah. So, I don't. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I've never heard anybody on a shoot interview rip Vader. No, man. Even, and Cornette was on his side, so yeah, <laughs> you know he was doing something right. Yeah. He hated Sean. And Cornette hated everybody that was, or and still does that. You know, yeah. doesn't do it his way. So, <laughs> no. So exactly. Vader obviously did it. You know, the right way according to Cornette, and de- de- depending on what side you're on. But we love Cornette, and we love Vader. Yeah. Yeah. So uh once again, respect to the big the big man, the mastodon, the the, the big uh van. the shoulders from Boulder. I just made the shoulders that one. from Boulder. I just made that one up. That's weird. The big van. Um, he's not a Dodge Caravan, he's more like an Astro. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's, he's an a, Astro he's a, van. He's a big van. So big van Vader. Rest in peace. We hope everybody enjoyed the episode and we will talk to you tomorrow. With Flip Gordon. Flip, 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 flip. That's right. That's a big episode. All so. right. I'm Tommy at Mr. Tommy Walter on Twitter. I'm Levi at Levi D. Zinnel on Twitter. And make sure you tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Get a credit card that gives you what you need now. A low interest rate on everyday purchases. And a place to transfer high interest rate balances. The PenFit Gold Contactless Card is our lowest rate credit card. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Join PenFed, and together we can help you keep more of what's yours. Visit PenFed.org slash gold card. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Follow the show at Heels and Quads on Twitter. At Heels and Quads on at Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast on Instagram. I think Levi's got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> All right, we'll talk we'll to you guys tomorrow with Flip, Flip, Flip Gordon. You guys have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Adios. <laughs>
Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods.